Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. I'm recording this introduction in December of 2022. Holiday season for many traditions, Christmas time, Hanukkah, uh, the pagan celebrations of the winter solstice in the Northern Hemisphere or the summer solstice in the Southern Hemisphere, and many other seasonal gatherings. It's of course a time that most people spend with family and friends, although there are those who may be spending this time alone, perhaps in deep reflection, taking stock of life, or using the time for creativity or rest. These ritualized timeouts that our cultures interject in a year often bring up huge emotional waves, pleasant and unpleasant. Some may be feeling lonely in being alone, and some may be feeling lonely, surrounded by friends and family, as though an ancient hope of belonging had again not been fulfilled, and the coming together induces feelings of alienation instead of coziness. I found the following section of a podcast from a recording that occurred in about 2011 in Ojai, California. It was originally within a longer session of Dharma Dialogues, called Caring for Parents. I've included it as a reminder for all of us, whether we're with family, friends, and loved ones, in any context and whether or not it's a holiday season. Take care as best as you can with those with whom you are inevitably engaged in this life. And remember how precious is this time we have together. And for those who walk alone, the words of my teacher Punjaji come to mind. If no one comes to satsang, I'll have satsang with the breeze. Well, um, uh, I think I had told you before about my mother who lives in Tucson, and um, we've just purchased a place there to be near her. Oh. And um, it's going such that, you know, we'll need to be closer and, and take more close care of her. And we'll come back to California, too, because of um, my husband's job. And so the thought of it is a little scary because I have a mother who was really violent with my sister and I in our youth and has a mental disorder and can slip in between just out-of-control craziness and a very loving personality. But you never know what it's going to be from moment to the next. Yeah. And I'm the only sibling available to, to really do this, to help take care of her. And so even though I know what I know about this unblemished part that is always here, that is untouched, that's radiant all the time, even though the personality may not be feeling that, or the psychology, um, what you were talking about a little bit, there still is this kind of primordial fear that I'm going to get eaten up somehow mm -hmm. by the sheer proximity of the craziness, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I take moments, I go to the back bedroom, I breathe, I, I have methods. And I suppose even those methods aren't necessary, but I'm just wondering what your comments might be about being with someone who is really pretty disturbed. Yeah, you're right in terms of taking breaks. Because, you know, you've heard me say probably a hundred times, we're each powerful transmitters and powerful receivers. And 
to the degree somebody is extremely locked into their version of reality or their particular madness, they can be a strong transmitter. And if you're a highly sensitive person, you're going to be a strong receiver for it. So you have to just acknowledge that and know that, again, another spiritual myth is I should be able to overcome anybody's energy. Well, you get into the force field of somebody who's violently angry due to their own pain, intent on spreading <laughs> bad news. Making you pay. Making you pay, right. However, unconsciously, it's very, very difficult to resist that force field. And it's, it's an extraordinarily compassionate thing you're doing. I would just now add that in order to do this well, you're going to have to really take care of yourself and make no apologies to her or anyone else about your need to do that, just for your own sanity and to continue to be able to even be there for her in a good way, such that you don't, well, end up feeling remorse. Bitterness. <laughs> or bitterness, yeah. Well, what's, what, I, what I find is happening these years more, you know, and I've been seeing you now for 10 years, is that uh, prior to having met you, my love was psychology because it was my savior. It helped me understand what had gone wrong in the family. Yeah. And while it was appropriate at that time to kind of build a self, you know, and to find out, yeah. it, to have that, that self have a voice, you know, to have that voice with the abuser, um, that was all appropriate at that time. And I did a lot of therapy and I spoke up and did what I needed to do. Now, though, there isn't that need. And right. what I'm learning to do is to ride the waves of the huge emotion with her. Yes. And to not, you know, I don't need to speak up and to, you know, defend myself no. anymore. Cause it's, no. And so there's less for her to have to confront. So I find that it, it blows through her much more quickly. And she's actually apologizing now. Mm -hmm. So someone else was saying, you know, I'm sorry when this thing comes up in me, but oop, there it is. Mm -hmm. um, for her, it's, I, I know that she would prefer not to be this way, sure. so reactionary. Sure. And so she does apologize at least after. And then because I'm already there, meaning... You know, this home is so close yeah. that I don't have a great distance to go to, and I haven't really left it while we're going through the adrenaline of the moment. Right. So it's easier for both of us to kind of come back more quickly. Excellent. But Excellent. I think part of me still feels, part of me, in, in, intellectually, I understand that it does not get stained and it does not become marred and it does not chip or crack or break in any way. Um, but there's still this kind of, at the survival level, there's still this fear that I'm going to get stained somehow by proximity. And so I think that's just a belief that probably will, will fall away with experience. Yes, it will. Your sense of this that you know so well will be so strong as a result of this experience. It's almost a willingness. You know, there are many levels at which we can die. And yeah, it's almost a, it a willingness every time I'm in front of her to die. Okay, well, the head's yeah. going to get chopped off again, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. That's the way it is. And yeah. I, I, can, I can afford to be nothing. Absolutely. Now, beautiful, know? beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what I'm telling you is you will need to take breaks, I sense, Ilana, yeah, yeah. as any of us would. You'll need to take real breaks, not just go in the next room, but a real break. 
So find ways to do that. Yeah. I'm speaking just for you because I know you for a decade. I, I wouldn't necessarily answer this exactly the same for every single person, but I, I, I think we have it planned. We're going to come back and, and back take for sabbaticals. Good. Yeah, good, yeah. good, good. good. <laughs> Sanity <Yeah>. breaks. <laughs> yes, indeed. Sanity breaks. Yeah, and then of course, you know, in the daily part, take some sanity breaks as well. Um, go to the other room, or or go, you know, take Jazz, a long jazzercise or something. Jazzercise, or you know, a long walk, or anything. All the different ways you know how, and yeah, life goes on. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a time limited run. Well, yeah, that's the other aspect too, is seeing my own mortality, kind of, and her, yeah. her slipping. Her slipping away, her health kind of slipping away, and and realizing also that I I can't. I have to remember not to try to fix it for her too. That kind of I'm just here to witness this last chapter of her life too, and that's kind of and hard she's to remember. She's very very lucky, mm. very lucky. So always remember that too. What you were just talking about reminded me of my dad's life. He was just, and, and this is just reality, he was just one of the nastiest people I had ever met in my entire life. He was just an a-hole. <laughs> and he died when he was 74 years old. And uh, I, uh, you know, I lived my entire life without a lovely word from him always upset me nasty he fell down uh, when he was 74 and I drove I left work and I drove up to the Bay Area to, to be with him and I you know he was you know not doing well at all and I got there at about 11 o'clock at night all alone nobody else was there I walked in the room he looked at me with the biggest smile. Mm -hmm. And the last words he said to me were, my little girl. Oh. oh. That was it. And he died right then? He, he did, within the next wow. few days. But that was a let, he was just for, you know, yeah. 42 years of my life, just a complete asshole. And the, the last words he said to anybody, anybody. Wow. was, my little girl. Oh, how beautiful. God. And I felt so grateful that no matter how big of an asshole he was, yeah. I loved him the same. Yes. From the time I was a little girl to the time he said, my little girl. Yes, yes, that's great. And I'm also grateful for him to have been able to say it before he died. Yeah. And there's just all that time in between. Yes, yes, yes. And again, you know, all one can feel really in a case of of a father who wasn't able to show that love all those years is tremendous compassion. You know, it was only his own pain that prevented him, and it was always there underneath, as it is with so many people, so many a-holes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but... <laughs> 
you, you realize it really is forgive them for they know not what they do. They just can't rise above the mental conditioning. And yet the love was probably always there. This has been In the Deep. You can find the entire list of In the Deep podcasts at katherineingram.com, where you can also book a private session and see the schedule of coming events. We are grateful for any donations to support this work, and you may also want to consider an end-of-the-year donation, particularly those of you in the USA, as your donation is tax-deductible. We're also grateful for reviews or for just sharing this podcast with your friends. Till next time.